podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? You're now listening to another episode of the Dysnomics Podcast. I hope you've had a good week thus far. Please check out Monday's drop. I discuss what is more likely to kill us first, monkeypox or inflation. Now, we've seen an increase in the numbers of monkeypox. It's gone up by extra 36 cases as of Monday. So it's kind of an issue right now. So if you want to find out what monkeypox is, where it originated from, and how it is currently spreading within the UK, and if we should be scared and if it's going to kill us, make sure you check out that episode. It's a very good one. And of course, I touched on inflation as well and how that's going to impact us and how it has been impacting us so far. Now, this week's podcast... We're moving away from the macroeconomics and the global pandemics or another potential pandemic, hopefully, or epidemic. I don't know what the correct terminology is. We're moving into British politics. And, yep, we're talking about the Tories again. And this time, it is with regards to the Sue Gray report. Now, I'm sure I dropped some gist maybe on my Instagram or podcast earlier in the year after Sue Gray kind of had like her initial mini report because she wanted to wait for the Metropolitan Metropolitan Police to finish the investigations before she publishes it. And it's kind of been a joke about waiting until Sue Gray reports it drops in Whitehall. But now the report is finally here. And we're going to discuss this. And we're going to also talk about, is this report as bad as we anticipate it to be? And how likely will it be that it has caused lasting damage for the Conservative Party. So yeah, that's going to be the gist of today's pod. I hope you guys enjoyed this midweek edition of the Dysonomics Podcast. Lego. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics Podcast because it's late. What's going on, people? The Dysonomics Podcast, or we are talking the lockdown parties. Did they break the rules? What did Sue Gray report find? Is Boris in the mud? Was it as bad as anticipated? And more. So, we're talking about Sue Gray's report. So, it will only be right to speak on who Sue Gray is. Sue Gray is currently the second permanent secretary at the Cabinet Office, reporting to the UK's most senior civil servant, Simon Case. She's very experienced, and her past experience includes investigation of a senior government minister, Damien Green, in 27, which prompted his resignation. So, initially, initially, that um, in December 2021, uh, I think December 8th, the PM, and that's Boris Johnson, asked the cabinet secretary to carry out out an investigation into the allegations that there were illegal governments at number 10 after spending many occasions denying that such illegalities happened. And this, was just, and this just wasn't at number 10, it's also at the DOE, which is Department of Education, during November and December 2020. So those were the initial gists, yeah? November and December 2020, bear those dates in mind. Now, literally, within, within 10 days or so, the cabinet sec recused himself as he had allegations of his own. 
that he held an online quiz in his private office in December 2020 in Whitehall. And that's when Sue Gray came in. She dropped the terms of reference in December 2021. The Metropolitan Police Service um, had decided to investigate the events on the following dates. I think Scotland Yard also as well. Um, they, they decided to invest, investigate. And then, of course, Susan Gray, sorry, not Susan Gray, Sue Gray was like, yeah, let me pause things, dropping the real, real gist up until these men are patterning up their findings. So here are the dates in question, right? And, and I want you to think back to this time in your life where you probably weren't able to go to the gym that you've missed. You weren't probably able to go to day parties, have brunch with the girls or the boys, uh, restaurants, play football, go to the cinema, go for walks, spend time with your family, meet your partner. Even, even at a certain period, even what sports, because a lot of the sports were canned because it was locked down everywhere. Some people weren't able to go to the hospital to have treatments. Some people weren't able to visit their sick family and friends. Some people weren't even able to go to bloody funerals. People weren't able to visit family and friends in care homes. People weren't even able to spend as much time as their partners were given birth. So when I'm saying these dates, I want you to think back to the time and remember what you were doing on these dates. Think back to how you probably, well, the majority of the British public mainly abided by the lockdown regulations. And I want you to take that in and then deep what is happening on these dates. So the Metropolitan Police Service investigated these events on the following dates. And I'll give details if I can. 20th of May, and I remember this because it was peak, what? Lockdown was initiated in March 2020. That was the peak of lockdown. The streets were empty, brother. Empty, no football on TV, no gym, no cinema, no nada. People were turning to house party and them things there. It was a spooky time and we didn't really know the nature of coronavirus and how deadly it could be and how long it would go on. People were fighting over toilet roll, basmati rice, Instagram challenge, them times. So 20th of May, 2020, a gathering in the garden of number 10 down the street for number 10 staff. This was the bring your own booze number 10 garden event. The report relates lengthy messages in which Reynolds, so this is a key figure on number 10, planned the event and invited staff. But also one day which Lee Collin, or Lee Kane, sorry, then Boris Johnson's communication chief called the idea of the mass gathering somewhat of a com comms risk in the current environment. Well, duh, you lot can't be out here having garden parties. These times we're telling people to stay home, not to see loved ones. Remember, we weren't even allowed to go see our mum and dad. There was no, do you know what I mean? I don't even know when they brought in the social bubble. Another official also warned that given the COVID press conferences taking place down the street, just be courteous with sound, with sound from 4 to 6 p.m. 
deep it. Because remember, I was doing the lockdown post every day from five. Did you get me? From five o'clock, Boris will bowl in with um, Van Tam, Professor Witty, maybe a couple other men, Rishi, especially at the beginning, Dominic Raab. Man were doing shabins whilst this was happening. That is absolutely bonkers. In the end, 30 to 40 people attended, including Boris Johnson for about half an hour. 30 to 40 people. Bro, this is the height of lockdown. I know some people were doing sneaky links. But I don't know who it was. But 30 to 40 people at the height of COVID. Insane. Bearing in mind, people were dunking on people for having parties. I remember the press and Twitter going bonkers. And I understand that, rightly so, because people's relatives are dying. What makes this particular one so much worse is that the morning after, Reynolds sent a message saying, we seem to have got away with it regarding holding a party. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> you fought. You fought. Nah, brother. 18th of June, 2020. A gathering in, in number 10 Downing Street and the cabinet office at 70 Whitehall and this was due to the departure of a number 10 official. So again, also organized by Reynolds, messages obtained by Sue, by Sue Gray showed Kane again warning, it may appear to be a bad idea. Bad idea. So Kane was telling the streets, brother, this idea, I don't think is good. Look at the climate, these are bad optics. Yeah. After the formal event with speeches attended by more than 25 people, number 10 officials, among them Reynolds, drank Prosecco and ate pizza and used a karaoke machine. That don't sound like a professional work event to me. Man, I do not karaoke. This was an event that included someone being sick and there was also rumours of altercation. The last person left at 3.13am. What type of work event within the guidelines ends at 3.13. These times people are probably waking up for work three hours later. That's a drink up, my guy. Next one. 19th of June, 2020. A gathering in the cabinet room in number 10 down the street on the Prime Minister's birthday. This was a brief party for Boris Johnson in the cabinet room, which he and his wife, Carrie, the one he says he's got buyer's remorse, and a chance of Rishi Sunak were fined. It lasted about 20 minutes. Gray found and Johnson was present throughout. This was the only event which the Prime Minister received a fine. And I think this might be one of the ones where he's got a picture of taking a young toast. 30th of November, 2020. A gathering number 10 down the street flat. One of the two events which photos appeared, the same ones leaked by ITV News this week, the young toast, Boris was amongst those who attended and drank wine and also gave a speech. 13th of November 2020, another gathering at number 10 down the street on the departure of a special advisor. In the report, Sue Gray didn't name his advisor, but it was Cleo Watson, and about 15 to 20 people attended, some drinking alcohol. Boris Johnson was there briefly and he said some words. Hey, you man, uh, safe, hey. Listen, Cleo, you did your thing, do you know what I mean? Blessings. Probably had a few bevies and kept it stepping. 17th of December 2020, a gathering at the cabinet office, 
um, held, had, a, had an online Christmas quiz for the cabinet secretary in private offices. Two events. So this is the second one. A gathering in the cabinet office again for the departure of a member and a number 10 official. 18th of December, a gathering number 10 Downing Street ahead of the Christmas break. Now, this is the interesting one. This is the Christmas event. This was billed as Wine Time Friday event, which was pre-planned and evolved mock awards ceremony and secret Santa. Brother, man, we're doing secret Santa when they're telling us don't celebrate Christmas as your family. Think of the country. Be patriotic. Protect the NHS. Do you get it? These times you're doing mock awards. You're doing mock Oscar awards and doing Secret Santa. At one point, an alarm was accidentally triggered and security staff observed a large number of people in the area. Some people drank to excess and wine was spilt on the wall and on a number of boxes of photocopy paper. It was getting rowdy up in there. Now, 14th of January, 2021. Remember, we're still doing, this was like the second big lockdown phase. A gathering in number 10 down the street on the departure of two number 10 officials. Alcohol was drunk, with Boris attending briefly, giving a leaving speech. So Boris keep always driving by, yo, yo, I hear you're leaving. All right, kept, keep it safe, my guy. And kept to step in. 16th of April, 2021. A gathering number 10 down the street on the departure of a senior number 10 official. Bear in mind, we were still in lockdown rules. We didn't really bust case until like June, July-ish, 2021. This one was for James Slack, Johnson's then head of communications, and the other was a private office official. This believed to one this to be this was believed to be one of Boris Johnson's personal photographers. The later event held in the number 10 basement was especially rowdy. Music was played and a number of people drinking excessively. The two parties later merged, bro. The parties did merger. Bad bitch link up. Um, Gray noted that the last person to leave did at 4.20 a.m. Bro, I'm not even leaving clubs in... Bro. I left the New Year's dance in Ghana before 4.20 a.m. <laughs> and this must be a work event. Come on, come on, man. 16th of April, 2020. A gathering in number 10 down the street and a departure for another number 10 official. Now, there were some events that did not reach the threshold for criminal investigation, according to the Metropolitan Police, and here are the events. 15th of May, 2020, where there's a photograph showing a number of groups in the garden number 10. This was the cheese and wine, charcuteries and that. As pictures on The Guardian, Boris Johnson, his wife Carrie, and then his aide Dominic Cummins and Reynolds, and then their health secretary Matt San Hancock all attended with wine and cheese laid out. But Gray concluded this involved a gathering for work. So she said, you man, you, that one could slide. On the 27th of November 2020, a gathering number 10 for the departure of special advisor. And on the 10th of December 2020, a gathering for the Department of Education ahead of Christmas break. Um, this was a, an organised event by the Education Secretary Gaffer Williamson and attended about 20 to 30 members of staff, lasting about an hour, an hour and alcohol served. So I could see how that could have been a work drink. Okay, cool, you had a little alcohol, hour, everybody cuts home, do you get it? Compared to people raving up to 3 or 4 a.m. 
Another one was the 15th of December 2020, a gathering number 10 for online Christmas quiz. This was mainly done online, but there were some people there in person, among them Boris Johnson. Um, compromising the quiz on prize giving, it lasted approximately three and a half hours, so they could cut through with that one steal. So those were the events. And as you can see, several events was a complete and utter liberty with regards to the laws. And really and truly, many of us did not see 30, 40 people in one place in terms of a social event in that time period. No chance at all. Now, what was the actual outcome of the Metropolitan Police investigation? Sue Gray's report was not... Sue Gray said, listen, my report ain't to make judgment, by the way. If criminal laws have been broken or not, that's up for the matter of law enforcement. So now, for the, in terms of law enforcement, this is what happened. The Met concluded its investigation on the 19th of May 2022, and they made 126 referrals to um, FPNs, which is fixed penalty notice um, for breaches of COVID-19 regulations. Yeah, 126 FPNs. And that's with regards to 20th of May, 18th of June, 18th of 19th of June, 30th of November, 17th of December, 18th of December, 14th of Jan, and 21 and 15th of April, 21. Right? They didn't share the specifics with uh, Sue Gray. 83 individuals received FPNs. So you're thinking, wait, I think you said there's 126, there's 83. That means more, some of these individuals receive multiple fixed penalty notices. Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Chancellor Rishi Sunak received fixed penalty notice. And this was with re re relation to the event on the 19th of June, 2020. This was the one where, hold on, sorry, let me get it up again. This is the one where um, there was a brief party in the cabinet room where um, it was his wife, uh, I think this was for his birthday, where his wife was chancellor. Yeah, he was present throughout. It lost about 20 minutes, but they got a fine. Okay, let me go back to the gist. The cabinet secretary and the head of civil service confirmed that they did not receive any fixed penalty notices. And yeah, eight of the 15 events were attended by Boris Johnson. Eight. Several of the events appeared notably drunken and rowdy. ABBA was playing, was heard to be playing in one of the joints. We heard of Star Stamer beyond 3 a.m. We heard of people drinking so much alcohol that they were sick. So much alcohol that there was altercations, although minor, between colleagues. Wine being spilt on walls and stationery supplies. Wasting our money, by the way. Email messages, emails and messages from WhatsApp and that found of people planning an event, although people were also warned of events. Martin Reynolds, who I mentioned several times earlier, was the order principal um, for, um, was the PM's order principal private secretary, was one of the main dons involved in planning events. And remember, I said that he said, yo, it looks like we got away with it. <laughs> Not so fast, buddy. Don't fucking go anywhere. So in this 60-page report, there was hella photos. 
included Boris Johnson's um, birthday and the leaving event on the 20th. What was very interesting though, was Sue Gray did, didn't actually interview many of the people attending the event, which was very strange. And also she didn't investigate into the claims that there was a party inside Boris Johnson's flat um, in Downing Street on the 13th of November, 2020. She did confirm that it involved food and alcohol, but she concluded it was not appropriate nor proportionate to look into it. And this has caused some eyebrows, especially because there was an alleged meeting between the Prime Minister and Sue Gray before this report was dropped. And some people are, are suspecting foul play. Like, number 10 to say, oh, Sue Gray called the meeting. Sue Gray's like, no, nah, dog, you not called the thing. So it's looking very spooky in that regards. So what was uh, Miss Gray's conclusion? She concluded that whatever the initial intent was, many of the gatherings breached COVID rules and they should, this should not have happened. You lot breached the rules, shouldn't have happened. She stated that there were failures from leadership of leadership and judgment in number 10 in the cabinet office, which of course is very scathing. She said, yo, you lot as leaders failed. And I quote, the events that I investigated were attended by leaders in government. Many of these events should not have been allowed to happen. Period. Period. Security and junior staff were often treated in an unacceptable way, Miss um, Gray found. And I quote, I was made aware of multiple examples of a lack of respect and poor treatment of security and cleaning staff, which is totally despicable. And we've seen the unions today speak down on this and several MPs, including Conservative MPs and mainly Labour MPs, spoke of their disgust about this today in Prime Minister's questions and after the statement held by the Prime, um, held by the Prime Minister after PMQs. She also stated, many will be dismayed that the behaviour of this kind took place on this scale in the heart of the government. The public have a right to expect the very high standards of behaviour in such places and clearly what happened was well short of this. So that was our report. Now, what was the response from Boris, the Conservatives, and of course, the opposition? Boris kept on repeating that he thought the events were work events and he left them early. Now, remember, quite a few of these events, we have heard that he did leave them early, right? The party in his number um, 10 flats in Downing Street on the 13th of November 2020, in which music by ABBA was reportedly to have been played, was a work meeting and his flat had dual use as both residence and a workplace. That's his words. He kept on apologising and also reiterating as time to move on, we've got to deal with the cost of living crisis and Ukraine, we've got bare things to pattern up. He mentioned that the changes have been made which Sue Gray recommended changes to leadership. He said, yeah, listen, man's been, do you know what I mean, patterning up the thing. Like, we've removed people, we're making the changes to make sure this doesn't happen again. And that shows that we take this seriously. He kept on insisting that he didn't believe any rules were broken, even at the event which he was fined for. But however, he also apologised and accepts that rules were breached. So my guy, you said that categorically no rules were broken. There was no parties. We found out that you attended Hello Shabins. Then you're telling us today, after the report, with, which has dropped evidence, 
And after the police findings, which there's been fines dished out, 126 to be exact, that these events were work events, rules, and they were fine, but you accept that rules were breached. Which is especially spooky after you were kind of saying, oh, I don't know if you broke lockdown rules. Big man, you created the rules now. Everybody involved created a rule. Well, part of the party I created. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Boris also apologised to security and cleaners for the intolerable, as he said, behaviour they endured. He also promised earlier today to apologise properly. Uh, many people were saying his apology wasn't good enough and it was kind of hollow. By this evening, as I'm recording, according to a BBC source, Boris Johnson has been around down the street personally apologising to security staff and cleaners. And when the security staff, this is not the policeman outside, by the way, of number 10. Another source said that the minister was, the prime minister was down and was not his usual bouncy self. A different source also told BBC that in the meeting they had, he had a very solemn tone with unity and pulling together being the theme. A friend of the prime minister said that the idea that he should pack up at this point is ludicrous. Now, some Tory um, backbenchers were against the prime minister saying that this is despicable and he's resigned. If we take Julian Sturdy, for example, conservative MP backbencher, he says it's time for the prime minister to resign. And after the report, he's unable to give the prime minister the benefit of the doubt. But of course, you have people backing the prime minister, such as Transport Secretary Grant Shapps, who tweeted support for PM. He said, yo, my dog, apologise, you get me? He's made the changes, so let's move on to bigger and better things. Now, there's a small issue of the 1922 committee, which Dysonomics listeners and followers might be aware of. Now, what's this? The 1922 committees, also known as the 22, is a committee of all backbench conservative MPs that meets weekly when Commons is sitting. Its chair is usually a senior MP, it's elected by the committee members and has considerable influence within the political party, within the parliamentary party. This is where you raise a vote of no confidence. Now, how does this happen? Well, in fact, what is a vote of no confidence? This is when the party basically say, listen, we don't believe that our leader is patterned, so we have to have a leadership challenge to see if we can get a new leader in. For example, um, Jeremy Corbyn faced two votes of no confidence. He won them both. And I think Theresa May faced one vote of no confidence. According to Conservative Party rules, you need at least 15% of Tory MPs to write a letter of no confidence. And this will initiate a, a leadership challenge. This number needed was 54. And a lot of this, was, a lot of momentum was building up in December, January, until like it was like seen that there was going to be a delay in a Sugar report because of the Metropolitan Police investigation. So what's going to happen next? How, and how scathing was this report? Was it as anticipated? And how did it impact Boris? Bro, let's wait for Sugwe has been a bit of a common uh, joke in Whitehall. But really, the reality is it didn't hit as hard as expected. I think one of the main things maybe was the WhatsApp messages or messages that kind of showed that they knew they were doing wrong. And of course, like the disrespect for security and cleaning staff. But a lot of the other stuff is things that we kind of already knew from the leaks from the media, the allegations from the media, and of course from Sue Gray's mini report earlier in the year. And what was interesting was that Sue Gray did say 
that this is not a theme in politics or like in general. So effectively from her words, she you can very much deduce that she is implying that this Tory government, this leadership is the issue. This is not a regular theme. These men are the issue. These men failed. And I think the evidence suggests that. People don't think that she didn't go hard enough. One, there was hundreds of pictures that she that her inquiry team had. She only dropped about nine. Also, the lack of investigation into the party at Boris Johnson's flat in November kind of raised eyebrows. So, in my opinion, is it a bad look for the government? Yes. It's also brought this news story back on. So now the momentum for a vote of no confidence can start to pick up again because now the conservative backbenchers know for sure what happened prime minister broke the rules he got fined i think this is another blow for the conservatives in terms of like the polls and how they look obviously they're getting cooked by labor this is a terrible time for conservative along with the cost of living crisis and i won't be surprised if we start to see some more interventionary measures in terms of how they deal with the cost of living crisis um, even though the public finances aren't in the best stage, um, according to the government, they might start intervening. And it'll be especially peak if they U-turn over windfall tax, which is a story for another day. I do think Boris survives as well. Let me see. If he gets a vote of confidence, then I might change my mind. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. It doesn't look like it's imminent, shall I say. And I just don't think it went hard enough. I think if her report dropped... Around, around January, fresh off the hot of the press, I think this would have had a different impact on the Conservative government. But I think they've been able to ride it, and especially the initiation of the Ukraine war was the perfect distraction from the British public to this absolute and utter mess for the government. But yes, that's it for this week's podcast. Any questions, please let me know. And of course, tell a friend to tell a friend, this is Peace and blessing. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.